can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. I thought we could start with a Carol Baskin reference. Yes, go, do it. I've been waiting to hear, I've been waiting to hear you say this. I know if I can do it in the accent. Do it, do it. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> For those who um who haven't watched Tiger King, I am very similar to Carol Baskin, according to Hannah. Uh, I mean, I didn't watch until I, that was just the first episode, and she was look she she just had she just was giving off Joe vibes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Just the way that she talks about cats is how you talk about cats. Absolutely, I love cats. I love cats, and I also probably could get away with murdering my husband, but I don't uh, have yes. one. So. <laughs> There's actually also, there's a really, really good meme with Carol Baskin. Actually, Dr. Naomi put it on her Instagram. Dr. Naomi is a um, injector from Sydney. I don't know if I saw this. Uh, It is so funny. So it's like a picture of Carol Baskin and it says, nobody, Aussie women at an event wearing one of her 35 Camilla outfits. I'm going to send it to you now. (laughs) I think I know the one. Yeah. I think I know the yeah, one. Yeah, I love that meme. <laughs> so what's on today's episode, Joe? So today we're chatting a little bit of DIY. I know that this first section isn't going to be that cringy, but like compared to what we're used to. I will make it cringy. It's feet. I think you might. Yes. Yeah, but it's something that we need to address. It's shellac and SNS removal because I've been getting a lot of DMs. We've been getting a lot of DMs on a door about doing this. So we're just going to cover it off. We've asked some experts and we can fill you in on what you need to do. And then we have quite an interesting guest joining us today. It's not our usual vibe, but I've had some influence on this because (laughs) you guys know that I think I'm a psychic. So we're bringing on a guest to talk about energy and crystals. To be to be fair, this is definitely your idea. <laughs> yes, but people have asked me for it, so I'm not just doing this for my own enjoyment. I kind of am. This is like Hannah's oily skin routine. This is like Joe's yeah. spiritual routine. Yes, my segment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, our products we didn't know we needed. I had requested that this be part of our cringy combo and you were like, not really cringy. And I was like, um, it is cringy because my feet at the moment are disgusting. Yeah, tell us what's going on with your toenails. So I basically didn't really think through the whole shellac SNS situation. It was like the laser hair removal. Like yeah. I didn't get and I didn't go and get it done before the clinics closed. So it was the same situation with my nails. So what happened, I've still got SNS on my fingers, so I promise I won't pick those off. But Mm -hmm. my toes, I have been trying to pick off my shellac now. And then what's happened now is I'm I'm actually a little bit concerned because remember how we spoke about on the feet episode? Like Mm -hmm. I've got a bit of, it must be a bit of, something under my big toes what do you mean by something like I don't know whether it's like a fungal thing or it's like 
something to do with the shellac because I've had shellac on there for so many okay. years now. Well, I remember Sarah saying that sometimes they can just go a little bit discolored and get like a white film over them just from having nail polish on. But I've been scraping it out and I'm going to be oh. honest with you. Oh. It, smel- it smells like the belly button gunk. Oh, Hannah. <laughs> oh, I did not see that coming. I did not see, didn't see it coming, I told, I told, I told wow. you this is going to be cringy. Wow. Yes. Okay. I... Yeah. Why are you smelling it? Um, are you like lifting the like, thing up to your face? No, I'm I'm scraping it out in the shower because I'm uh, sitting. And then the steam. Yes, yes. And so I, then I can I can sort of smell it, and it's like it's not as bad as the belly button gun. Okay. But I feel I feel like what's happened is I don't clean out my nails properly, and I think it's a build up. I suspect it's a build up of dead skin and yeah, like possibly. Dust. And I also I walk around my house barefoot. Okay. To feel like to feel like I'm in Thailand again. Don't okay. you do that? I don't know if walking around barefoot would cause you to get like a buildup of stuff on your nails, okay. but I'm not All a right. podiatrist, then... so maybe we need to bring back Sarah for a third time. Maybe. <laughs> so I told you this would be cringy. Yes, you did. What would you recommend in future mm-hmm. if I had if I wasn't going to pick off the shellac? What should you do? Well, the shellac is relatively easy to remove. I did mine the other day and I posted it on my Instagram story. We'll put it on Adore's stories um, when this episode comes out. I just used nail polish remover, cotton balls, oil squares, a cuticle stick, a nail file and a nail buffer. Um, so I've got all of this nail stuff at home, which is really helpful because I didn't need to go out and get anything. But a lot of um, nail technicians are doing their own removal kits because obviously their salons are closed, but they've still got clients that are needing to remove the stuff at home. Um, so with shellac, it's actually really straightforward you've got to file off the top of the like the shiny part of the shellac so if you were doing your toenails you just um, file off the top layer and then you soak the cotton ball in the nail polish remover or the acetone you put that onto the nail and then you wrap it up in a foil square and then you leave that for quite a while I left mine for about 25 minutes because I was using a nail polish remover with other ingredients in it. And um, Jenna at the beauty company who did our nose waxing responded to my story and she said, make sure you leave that on for a while because if you only leave it on for like five minutes, it's not going to do anything. So um, she also recommended putting a heat pack over my nails to accelerate the acetone that was in the nail polish remover. It certainly did work. And once I took the foil and the cotton ball off, I just used the wooden cuticle stick to push the um, shellac off my nail and it came off really easily. I was so surprised at how easily it came off. But SNS is apparently an absolute pain in the ass. Well, my sister had said you soak your nails in acetone, but I feel that you'll dry the shit out of your hands. Yeah, so the difference between shellac and SNS, so shellac is a gel product, so that'll flake off when you've soaked it. So it'll come off quite easily with the cuticle stick. Whereas the SNS is an acrylic base. So it ha- it goes into more of a chewing gum texture when you have soaked it. So it's much yeah, harder to get off. It does. So Chelsea from Trophy Wife, who did a video for us on YouTube, if you want to go and watch her do nail art, she recommended that you might need to repeat that step where you soak your nails a few times and then do yeah. the same thing with the cuticle stick and try and just be really careful so you're not damaging the nail bed. No, don't hack at your nails. Mm. Just try and do it gently. And if you do need to repeat it, um, that's the best way to do it. 
But I did see someone the other day post on Instagram about letting their nails just grow out and trimming them with clippers. So I'm probably going to do that. Well, when I spoke to Chelsea, she said she doesn't actually recommend doing that because if you wear the product on your nails for longer than the recommended wear time, things like moisture and stuff can get trapped under the gel or acrylic part of the nail and cause problems between the nail and the nail product. So she doesn't actually recommend doing that, which I thought was really interesting. I hadn't even thought of that. So I thought that was a really interesting point. Um, and she also said the longer you wear shellac, the harder it is to remove because it's UV cured. So the longer it's like, you know, exposed to the sunlight mm. or UV light, the harder it is to get off apparently. So yeah, shellac is a lot easier to remove than SNS still, but yeah, good luck to all of you trying to remove your SNS and shellac at home. I will be removed. I'm going to do the acetone soaked in cotton. Yes. And make sure you do the foil. Oh, okay. Soak those, use foil, wrap it round, let them soak and then um, try to get it off with a nail. What do you say? A nail? I use a, I've got a wooden cuticle stick. Could you use a nail file and file it down like a DIY, like, you know, those things that they shave your nails off? What's that called? I probably wouldn't. (laughs) I don't think that would be Chelsea's advice either. (laughs) Um, But the one tip that Chelsea did really try to drive home to me was using a cuticle oil every day once you've done the removal because your nail will be much weaker once you've removed the product off your nails. So she recommends, I think she recommends the Essie Apricot Cuticle Oil. Um, The OPI Pro Spa Nail and Cuticle Oil is also really good. And Burt's Bees have a lemon butter cuticle cream, which is also very popular. So that's the tip from the expert. Use a cuticle oil every day after you've removed your shellac and SNS. Just to intro our next segment, so spirituality and crystals and energy healing and manifestation is not for everybody. Um, so if you if you roll your eyes when you hear any of those words, I would probably tune out now. Um, but it's something that for me personally, um, I as I talk about in the segment, I you know, head off to Thailand to a pretty hippie retreat every couple of years to Mm -hmm. kind of get reconnected. And I do a lot. I I try everything like in terms of um, spiritual practices. And I always come back and I feel refreshed and renewed and more connected to myself and my body. And I think in times like these, when stress has become more of a focus in our lives, like for me, this stuff's really helpful. Yeah. And I'm personally um, really excited about this guest. Same, so am I. Um, But I think it is important to just mention that there isn't any scientific evidence to suggest that crystal healing does have any effect. So it is considered a pseudoscience, but Hannah, both you and I are very into this stuff. So we just thought that it would be a nice time to chat to someone about it. And if you don't take anything from this, um, I would definitely recommend, I think ecstatic dance is honestly the best thing I've ever done. So (laughs) that's just my two. That's, I'm probably more of the ecstatic dance type and you're more of the crystal type. Absolutely. There's going to be, there's going to be something for everybody. Yep. So let's chat to Lee. So welcome to our next guest, Lee from Sacred Not Scared is joining us today. She's an energy healer. Hello, Lee. Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, we're glad to have you on the podcast today because we're going to be talking all about um, crystals and energy healing. And we know this isn't everyone's jam, but um, Hannah and I are quite into our spirituality at the moment. 
Um, and Yay. I've just done my morning affirmation card. So I'm like ready to jump into this. <laughs> what did you get? Um, I got flow. Go what, with the flow what? of life. Oh, which I, okay, I have nice. to at the moment because I don't have a choice. <laughs> um, so Leah, I wondered if you could tell us a little bit about um, energy healing and what you do and how it works. Yeah, wonderful. Look, energy healing is just an amazing health and success tool. So what I do is I specialize in Reiki. So for instance, it's really just about connecting a person through their spiritual energy to actually heal and boost their own energy again and bring them back to alignment. Mm -hmm. And I guess how it works is, you know, it really just does two things. So the first thing is it cleanses and clears out negative energy in a person. Mm -hmm. And the second thing would be just reconnecting them back to their own abundance of positive energy so that they actually feel really good. Well, Hannah and I both had Reiki done quite recently. You had yours done in Thailand, Hannah. Tell us about your experience. So, um, yes, as I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before, I went to Thailand um, and it's quite a spiritual place that I, that I go and you kind of get back to nature, don't wear shoes, mm-hmm. lots of like ecstatic dance. Mm. But I also did, I did Reiki and I also did, which, which I liked, but I actually preferred, I did like an energy reading, like a numerology reading. And then the woman that did it really picked up on your energy and kind of gave you a good like life advice, I I guess. Mm. And I like absolutely loved that. Like I thought she picked up. Like a soul reading? Yeah, it was exactly like a soul reading, but also I guess the numerology side of it as well. It was, and then also some tarot cards, which I then bought (laughs) for my, and Joe and I have done those. Um, I probably preferred the like the the reading that I had to the Reiki. What about mm-hmm. you, Joe? Um, well, I sort of had a similar experience, but it was in Melbourne, so not quite as um, spiritual as being on like an island yes. in Thailand. Um, I quite <laughs> liked it. I've seen a number of psychics, and I also think I am personally psychic, so <laughs> um, I quite liked it. Just as like a little, you know, a fun thing to do. I just wanted to see what would happen and what it was like, and it was quite relaxing. Um, but I didn't really mm. know what changes to expect, I guess. So from an energy mm. healing lead, what can, how can you expect to feel afterwards? Well, generally you should feel really relaxed mm-hmm. um, and also just really realign back to your truth. So it actually feels a lot lighter for most of my clients. They generally walk away feeling as though, yeah, they're clear again on their path and there's no more second guessing. Mm-hmm. on what they need to do or where they're where they're at in their life. So it can be actually quite transformative. So perhaps it does also like like most occupations depends on the quality of the healer or the therapist that mm-hmm. the person is seeing. I've got a collection of crystals next to my bed. I've got a couple of rose quartz, a clear quartz, a citrine and an amethyst. And I also have an amethyst drink bottle, which I really love. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about what each of those crystals are meant to do? Yeah, beautiful. They're actually a beautiful collection you've got at home. Thank you. Um, so I'll start with the the mother of all crystals that I call, which is the amethyst. So yeah. I find amethyst being purple, it really attunes a person to, you know, their their actual crown chakra. So mm-hmm. which means that it actually helps people tap into the energy of the universe or, or God consciousness. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good one for awakening and strengthening the third eye or intuition. Um, and the best thing about it is it really just helps to cleanse and recharge all the other crystals 
that you have. Ah, okay. Because it's my birthstone. That's why I got it. Yeah. Well, it probably means that you're highly spiritual and very oh, gifted, am. as you mentioned, as, <laughs> you know, potential psychic powers and, and other higher gifts. And the other ones you said, um, so was it rose quartz, the next one? Yeah. Yeah. So rose quartz is such a beautiful stone. Like it's known as a love stone, um, a really good one for really building self-esteem, self-love, self-compassion, and really helping a person to a- attract Um, or manifest love or even a romantic partner in life Mm -hmm. or to even improve relationships with people. Nice. That's what I need. Yeah. (laughs) We all need a bit of that one. I need some I need some rose quartz in my life. Oh, you know, I should mention, ladies, that that one of one of the biggest tips I give to my clients is to actually uh, wear a rose quartz in your left bra. Oh, okay. <laughs> because that's that's obviously closest to where your heart. <laughs> yeah, I will do anything. Done. <laughs> yeah, because the electromagnetic um, force is really powerful there in the heart. So when you wear it there, it really amplifies the energy of that crystal that you're wearing. So you, you you'll be very pleasantly surprised at just how wonderful your day goes if you wear that. Hmm. Interesting. Great. Um, now, clear quartz and citrine. I think citrine is the most beautiful one. It's got a gorgeous yellow color. But what is the difference between those two, the clear quartz and the citrine? Well, I guess um, let's start with the citrine. So citrine is beautiful. Like, as you know, you know, it's got that amber or orangey color, which means that it also resonates and works really well with the sacral chakra. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sacral chakra is really about housing uh, you know, your sexual and your creative energy. Okay. So it's a great one for helping people to manifest wealth and abundance yes. and just feeling really good, right, and really sensual in their own, um, you know, feminine energy as well. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to buy a house, so that's why I bought the citrine because I was like I need some yeah. abundance and wealth in my life at the moment. Um, So what about the clear quartz? Yeah, so the clear quartz is an amazing one. So I left that one um, last because it really helps to amplify the power of all the other crystals that you have. Mm -hmm. And that's probably not as commonly known as, you know, as all the other crystals and what they do. But at at the same time, it, it really is a great one for clearing the mind So if a person has a lot of busy thoughts, as we all do sometimes in a busy life, it's a great one for clearing away any negative thoughts, any any sort of um, excess energy, um, things that you don't need and really keeping, you know, your third eye as well as your mind clear. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. Well, I'm pretty happy with my crystal collection. Hannah, have you got any crystals at home? <laughs> um, no, I don't. But you know, I remember I sent you that photo in Thailand of that book that I yes. wanted to buy you, but it wasn't for yeah. sale. It was like the ultimate, what was it? It was like the crystal Bible. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I have to find you that, Joe. Yes, that's please. That's going to be a Christmas present. Great. I look forward to it. Um, now I'm always talking about manifesting. I really believe in writing things down and um, journaling, I guess, how you're going to get to those um, goals. Is that something that you recommend doing, Lee, or is there other um, techniques you can use to manifest if writing stuff down doesn't work for you or if you don't um, find that helpful? Oh, it's absolutely helpful. Um, In fact, something that I I just recently shared in in my Facebook community is, is the fact that if you have an idea, right, it's, it's obviously unseen, it's intangible, 
So the minute that you actually start journaling is when you bring something that's intangible or the unseen into the scene or into the 3D reality in some physical form. Mm -hmm. So it's actually a really powerful way of actually starting the process of manifesting. Okay. I love that. I, I, I used to be big into manifesting. Joe, how do you manifest? I just write things down. Okay. And you're not, you haven't been, you haven't done like the secret. No. Or like any of so those I didn't things. even know about it. And I still haven't, I still haven't watched it or read it or whatever I need to do. Yeah. So <laughs> I, um, I actually used to do a lot of, um, Lee will know Abraham Hicks. You've never heard of Abraham Hicks, have you, Joe? No. And I feel like I've been missing out. Yeah. So you just like type into YouTube, Abraham Hicks and like any question. So I used to type like, like, when will I meet someone or like how to meet someone or like, like, like finding your soulmate or like whatever you want to know, like type it in, do it, do it right after this. And, um, and Abraham Hicks will come up with like a YouTube and you listen to it. And it's just like, so she's channeling this, like, oh, I don't know how to describe it, but it quite a few of my friends, we all, we all love Abraham. Okay. I'm going to have to do that right after this yeah. interview and see what comes yeah. up. Is that too out there for you, Joe? No, I'm into that. Nothing's too out there for me. So what I did want to ask about, so for me, like manifesting is more about, um, which is what Abraham talks about is like, if you are high vibrational, you will attract other high vibes into your life. So I call it like high vibing. When you're high vibing, you like attract other high vibing. Well, let's be honest. Like I usually think of it as the men in my life that I'm attracting. (laughs) And I feel like, I feel like when I'm like low vibing, I'm attracting like, you know, like if you're like, if you're like a workaholic and you're all you do is like Mm -hmm. work and you're stressed, that kind of like attracts into your life and you get Mm -hmm. more of it. Whereas if you're like, you know, particularly when I'm traveling and I'm like relaxed and feel free and really connected, then I find that I attract like the kind of man that I want into my life. So maybe I just need to travel all the time. Yeah, maybe you do. Maybe we just need to keep this podcast a remote thing (laughs) forever. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Totally. I can totally do my job from Thailand. Hannah, you mentioned high vibing. So Lee, is that a kind of technical term, I guess, to describe (laughs) how one tunes into themselves? Absolutely. I was going to say, I think if you're so in tune with like high vibing and just really understanding your own energy and how you're feeling, it's a great way of actually managing your own energy. And and that way, yes, your energy will align itself to what you magnetically attract into your world. So for people that don't um, like traditional meditation to kind of get in that state um, and get in tune with themselves, what kind of other techniques do you recommend? I know that Hannah doesn't like traditional meditation. No, I don't. Yeah, well, I guess you could, when, when we think about meditation, it's really just focused awareness. So mm-hmm. meditation can take, you know, take shape in many forms, including dance. So if a person mm. loves to dance or move their body. That's Hannah's vibe. That is my totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's like, you know, a movement meditation, if you like. Um, Even when you're doing like a yoga stretch, you know, being really intentional about, Mm -hmm. you know, being in that moment and and really dropping into that zone of connecting to your spirituality, that's, that's a form of meditation too. But even simply just sitting there and just focusing on your breath really consciously and doing a few deep breaths down to your hara, which sits just below your belly button. Mm-hmm. Um, so breathing deeply into there and then holding it a few seconds and then exhaling slowly out of the mouth, just slow down everything in your body. That's, that's a wonderful way of just recalibrating yourself to your natural state. 
Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people really love meditation. I've got a friend that swears by it, mm-hmm. but I I don't particularly like take the time to do it, which I feel like maybe I should now because I've got plenty of time on my hands. Um, but Hannah, you were chatting to me the other day about how you do ecstatic dance and that makes you yes. feel like your most true self. Yes, Lee, totally do you have does. any other advice on like um, how that works and the kind of music and stuff that gets people in and, that state? And also for people that don't know what ecstatic dance is yeah, um, because it's not getting drunk and going to a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think anything that... Um, before you do it, if you were to set the intention to just connect to your higher consciousness or to God or the universe, that's that's the perfect way to really start centering yourself and getting yourself aligned and, and in that in that flow zone as well. So basically, you know, with people that find it hard to, you know, if they find it hard to meditate, then it can help if you have background music. So some of the background music that I recommend would be those that play high frequencies. So including any solfeggio patterns or binaural beats, they tend to really work well in calming a person's state and bringing a Mm -hmm. person's brainwaves down to maybe the theta brainwave state, which then allows a person to really drop into their subconsciousness. And at that point, Mm -hmm. that's a powerful point to set intentions um, and then obviously you know, really bring about greater abundance or, or manifest what they want to want into their life. Um, I also have a question about the moons mm-hmm. because I follow quite a few people on Instagram that suggest <laughs> um, writing down your goals and your intentions and your manifestations when there's a new moon. Do you go by that as well or you don't follow kind of like uh, astrological, I guess, um, chart. Yeah, look, you know, I always promote myself as probably the the least hippie or not so hippie um, energy healer or spiritual person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always really try to be practical about life and, and how we sort of blend our spirituality in with our day-to-day. Yep. So I always say to people and also from experience that you don't necessarily need to follow, you know, the moon cycles or, or astrology in order to be aligned truly to your spirit because Mm -hmm. if anything it already exists within you and it's really about having a just a focused awareness of who you are like understanding your true self that's probably going to get you further than say you know following when the new moon's coming or when the the full moon is coming in saying Mm -hmm. that though I will say that when it is full moon time And if you feel that you've got a lot of stuff still hanging out in your heart, like maybe negative energies or or sort of old relationships that you need to clear out or conflicts or hurts, it's often a really good time to do some kind of a releasing exercise. So maybe that's journaling and and saying that you really want to let go and release X, Y and Z. So that, that can mm-hmm. be quite powerful. Hannah, I think you did something like that, didn't you, on New Year's Eve? It was amazing. I met these like two women in Thailand who um, we just really like connected as soon as like we got there. And on New Year's Eve, we all wrote down what we wanted to let go in the last decade and then everything that we wanted to like bring into the next decade. And then we mm-hmm. like sat around a circle and did this meditation and like it was a, like a women's circle. And then we read out our letters and then we actually burned them. That was really. Oh, so you um, read them out loud? 
Yeah, we read them out loud. Ah, um, okay. And then we, yeah, and then we like literally went into New Year's Eve feeling like completely light. I just felt so light and yeah. it was like one of the best experiences I've had on New Year's Eve because usually New Year's Eve is a real anti-climax. Oh, I hate New Year's Eve. Yeah. <laughs> jo, you really? should come to Thailand with me next time. Maybe I will. It's always a letdown, you know. It's just one of, those, one of those events. Um, I did want to come back to beauty for a moment because this is a beauty co- podcast at the end of the day. <laughs> Um, and I wanted to ask you what your thoughts are around um, crystal skincare tools like rose quartz gua sha's or jade rollers. I know that we've got a clear quartz water bottle that we sell at Adore Beauty. I've got the amethyst one. What are your thoughts around tools like that? Because I obviously can share a little bit about what they can do for the skin. Yeah. Um, but can they have the same impact as like having crystals beside your bed? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, crystals, they have their own unique composition and properties, right, to heal and, mm-hmm. and to really um, enhance one's energy. And and therefore, because mm-hmm. they have their own vibration and they emit this, this frequency, it absolutely does interact. So the minute that you use something like a rose quartz or, you know, a jade roller on the skin, it, it can really, I guess, re-energize and realign the mm-hmm. cells of, of the skin. So we know that gua sha's are basically designed to um, refine and lift the skin. They've been used for a long time in Chinese medicine um, and roller tools can help to, you know, help things like oils and serums to penetrate the skin and get the circulation going in the skin as well to give you a bit of a glow. Um, so they do have their own physical benefits, I guess, on the skin as well. Someone like me who I guess when I reconnect, it's usually getting away from like modern city life. And so I'll usually like head off to like some remote part of the world where there's like you know no cars and you don't wear shoes um (laughs) I guess in this time it's really hard because we don't really know when um we'll be able to get away so it's probably a good time to bring those practices I guess into our homes do you have like I guess your three top tips for yeah reconnecting and getting in touch with that spiritual side of yourself yeah, absolutely. I mean, we could all do with as many tips as we can right now with the the whole uh, coronavirus uh, yeah. season. So I'd, I think I'd break it up into covering all bases of the mind, body and spirit. So if we go into the mind first, um, I would say the first thing to do is don't consume too much digital media at this time. Mm. Just similar because, you know, we're getting bombarded by so much negative news and content. So my question would be to people, you know, do you really need to watch two rounds of news every single day? (laughs) Because ultimately, yeah, ultimately what you consume, you become. Um, And the other Mm. thing on the the mindset stuff would be, you know, journaling, as we've we've touched on today, Um, really get into the practice of writing down your thoughts at least twice a week for mind clearing. Um, that way you'll mm-hmm. keep your energy channel clean. So a good tip would be auto writing about what do I need to let go of and maybe what, am I, what I am grateful for, just to really help yourself get that balance of understanding there's obviously good during this challenging time. Yeah, I think we forget what we, everything that we have and we get bogged down in the negativity and the anxiousness yeah. and, and we forget all of the things that we have because we, a lot of us are very lucky. So yeah, um, yeah I've, I've seen a lot of people on Instagram doing like daily gratitude posts, which is really nice. So yeah. And, um, and then of course there's the body. So the body would just be, I would recommend just keeping your body moving keeping it fit and healthy mm-hmm. every single day because the minute that you start, start moving your body, you generally release um, endorphins, which makes you actually feel good. So it helps you actually mm-hmm. raise your vibration too. Plus, you know, obviously you'll be healthier 
in that process mm, and yeah. and not feeling a little bit like a zombie walking around the home day in, day out, not doing very much. Hannah and I have been pretty <laughs> good with our exercise during this time. I've taken up exercise during this time. Yeah, I feel like we're all going to come out so much fitter. To be honest, I think the thing that this is really helping me to do is to slow down. Um, and I'm, yeah. I'm such a, like, I'm like, su- can be such a stress head and like rush from home to work, from work to, d- you know, like it's just always just a rush. Mm-hmm. Joe, you know what I'm mm-hmm. like at like 1pm getting lunch. I'm like rushed to get lunch, yeah. sit at my desk, like what, like woof down my lunch, like an animal. <laughs> and I'm finding now it's like, I take more time to like make really nourishing food, more time to exercise. It's actually like, you know, yeah. we, there, there's some, some positives that we can also see as well from staying home all the time. Yeah. So um, the last tip would be covering, you know, the spirit. So obviously at the moment with lockdown situations, et cetera, um, really it's a great time to practice Mm. going within. So you can't go outside now. Mm. So learn to go within every day. Mm. Try meditation, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, just sitting down, tuning into your breathing or going for a jog, doing some yoga or maybe even just focusing on one singular positive intention whilst you're connecting to your spiritual energy at the same mm-hmm. time. I love that Good tip. tip. Well, they are all great tips and we've certainly enjoyed you coming on the podcast today, Lee. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. No, it's my pleasure. So your product we didn't know we needed is very relevant mm-hmm. today. What is it? Certainly is. So my product I didn't know I needed was the, is the Sensori Plus hand sanitizer. I have this on my desk in front of me right now. Ross and Ratha dropped these off for us so just cute. before we went into isolation. He he rang the doorbell at Aww. work and dropped them like a meter and a half Aww, away. He's so cute. And it was honestly the best gift. Like It could not have come at a better time. I've never been more excited for hand sanitizer. I know, neither. At that time, hand sanitizer was sold out everywhere. Oh, sold out everywhere. And luckily I had recently bought a backup of Dr. Bronner's before that sold out. So I already had my lavender one. So now I've just got like a backup of um, hand sanitizer, which is great. It's got quite a high natural alcohol content, so it's 75% alcohol. So it helps to eliminate 99.9% of bacteria. So it is great for times like now when everybody needs to be carrying hand sanitizer around um, and it smells bloody amazing. So that's just a bonus. I bloody hate just the alcohol scent and like like for me, I find that really overpowering. That's why I like this one so much because it's just a, a fresher scent. Yeah. So it's got botanical oils in it. So they're quite, it's quite hydrating actually. I don't find this has dried my hands out at all. Have you found it drying at all? Cause I... No, not at all. It's got, it says that it's 75% sugarcane distilled alcohol that meets World Health Organization recommended standards for keeping yeah. hand hygiene. There you go. What's your product, Hannah? I chose the IGK Antisocial Overnight Bond Building Dry Hair Mask. What a title. So, yeah. How fitting. It is so fitting for like the gram when, yes. you're, if, when, when you're creating content in isolation, which Joe and I are both <laughs> doing because we're so bloody bored. Um, even Linda's creating content now. So, <laughs> so um, it's got, it's in this really, like I know I love packaging, but it's in like this holographic purple um, packaging. IGK have the coolest packaging. Mm. It's very cool. I don't think we talk about IGK enough. We don't. We really don't. So they've also got hair cl- hair glitter for when we're out of isolation. I'm going to definitely be yeah. using it. It's called House Party Hair and Body Glitter Stick. But back to so this. like go to a festival or something? Well, I'll be going to. I'll be reliving my 
31st year when this is all over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So basically this one is, so, you know, um, like basically your, the bonds in your hair um, become damaged or break. Mm -hmm. And then um, basically bond building products help to build the bonds back so that it's, it's more about hair long-term health, isn't it? And hair, the integrity of the hair. Yes, correct. Good explanation. Yeah. So it's like, it's not like coating the hair like you would Mm -hmm. with a mask. It really is long-term integrity of the hair. So, um, but this also does have um, vegan silk extract. So your hair will feel softer. So basically Mm -hmm. it's like a dry shampoo um, or a hairspray where you spray it on your hair, leave it in overnight, and then your hair, you'll wake up with really soft and silky hair and you don't have to wash it out. So I haven't used this before and I'm very interested to know, what does it feel like on the hair? Like, does it make your hair wet or no, is it no, no, it's no. like a hairspray in that it just feels like you've got a bit of product in? Look, I'll do a little bit now and I'm just going to describe it as I'm okay. doing it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So... It's dry on the hair. Your hair instantly feels softer. Um, It smells really nice, Um, but it Mm -hmm. definitely doesn't wet down the hair. It's definitely a a dry spray. It's not like a dry shampoo in the sense that it's not giving you volume or anything like that. It's um, it's literally just like a a hairspray. Yeah, but a spray in mask, which is very interesting. So you spray it on your hair, brush through immediately, and then when you wake up, comb your hair doesn't need to, your hair doesn't need to be washed or restyled. Um, oh. you're, re- you're good to go. Oh, so it's a leave-in. Yeah, leave-in that you don't have oh. to, to do anything. So you'll, you'll wake up with softer hair the next day. I'm learning about this for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I have another question about it. So what hair types would you recommend use it? Just damaged hair or your hair type, like more frizzy, curly? I think anyone can use it, but it would be particularly good for anyone with damaged hair where, or damaged or frizzy or dry hair. So even if you've got, I guess, chemically or color-treated hair, um, mm-hmm. I would recommend this for. But for my hair, which is dry, frizzy, coarse, it's definitely um, good for that. So I'd probably say if anyone's using Olaplex, this might be a nice thing to kind of use between doing Olaplex treatments or if you don't have time to do your Olaplex, not that we like none of us is short on time at the moment, um, but if you don't want to wear your Olaplex overnight or something like that, you could put this in. Yeah, So, but but the difference between this is it's also got vegan silk um, proteins which actually smooth out the hair yep. cuticle. Yeah. So it will be shinier the next day. Okay. It kind of um, is a two-in-one mask nice. in that way. So it's like got the bond-building technology but then it's also got the vegan silk. Nice. Okay. Well, now I want to try that. So that is wraps us up. But before we go, Joe, look, people must still be on Hinge because I'm getting a few likes on Hinge at the moment. And I got this like from this guy the other day. I actually put it on my stories. Yes, I saw this. Here we go. Grant. So on Hinge, you have to fill out three questions. So my simple pleasures. He has said, sitting in the bottom of the shower with the water running, which, as we all know, is like my like simplest of pleasures. Absolutely. Like so I, I haven't, I've never heard something more aligned to you. So aligned. So now I'm going to press. So basically they, he liked my photo. So now I send him a message. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, oh my God, me too. 
sitting in the shower. Should I say, are we soulmates? For those who don't know, um, when Linda and Hannah's dad met, (laughs) Rob, um, he found Linda in the shower the next day sitting down with mascara running down her face. I have heard this story literally 30 times. He needs to know. I'm going to do a laughing emoji though, just so that he knows I'm not serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the edge off. Okay, so that's done. So now I'm going to tell you what my profile, you'll like this. So my three questions are, if loving this is wrong, I don't want to be right. Um, That's the question. So I've written Kraft Mac and Cheese. Yes, great. I'm weirdly attracted to Brad Pitt eating mac and cheese in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I thought you were going to say dad bods. No, and then just to to be relevant, I actually changed one of my profile pictures to the empty Kraft Mac and Cheese at the supermarket. Yes, Because it's very relevant to the times. Yes, it is. Um, and then mm-hmm. the third question was the key to my heart is, and I did a cheese emoji. Oh, cute. Okay. I like that there's an ongoing theme. Yeah. Look, I get a lot of messages about the cheese um, and like, and guys saying like that they love Brad Pitt too. Okay. Which is always interesting. Yeah. He's hard to hate. So maybe that'll be my next tutorial on my um, IGTV, how to make mac and cheese. Oh, I thought you were going to say how to use Hinge. <laughs> no. Well, I can do, can that, do that too, too? guys. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I'm not. I'm not having much luck. I, no, I probably wouldn't take my advice. I've been okay. on one hinge date in like a year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned for Hannah's mac and cheese IGTV. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.